So I'm so excited to have my next guest. She's freaking amazing. Um, she's gonna help you go viral. She's beautiful, she's smart, she's entertaining. She's literally everything, uh, but she's married, fella, so. Uh, <laughs> off the mark. But, I do uh, get that question all the time. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. So like, um, you know, she, I, I was so excited to have her on because she is the TikTok expert. And I don't even think there's that many TikTok experts who have business sense like you and um, has achieved results like you. So I'm really excited to bring you here. Very happy to introduce Mayan. She is uh, so a huge, uh, can't even talk, I'm so excited. <laughs> She's a TikTok creator with 1.5 million followers, guys. Literally 1.5 million. Can you imagine 1.5 million people at your house? Holy shit, that's amazing. So uh, welcome, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Yeah, for sure, I'm so excited too. Okay, so first, First things first, do I have to be as hot as you to be famous on TikTok or is it even possible? <laughs> That's a great question. Um, so no, I don't think you have to have any particular look um, to be famous on TikTok. I wouldn't consider myself, um, you know, classic American pretty. I'd say I've got a little bit of that international flavor to my look um, in terms of the, the Jewish <laughs> quality and the dark hair. Um, but, you know, I would say that having a real strong personality is the is the main thing as long as you have a strong personality a beautiful personality that's what people tend to focus on that's interesting what if because uh, you because your industry is so interesting because it's glass blowing right and it's like you uh you have a million followers from that so like what do you mean by strong personality and like if i don't have one is it possible for me to be famous on tiktok or is it possible to be developed um, as you go? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, those are great questions. So when I say strong personality, I think everyone has a strong personality, whether or not they're comfortable sharing it at all times is kind of a different matter. And I think that's more what you're talking about. Um, but me, myself, I started out incredibly introverted. Um, I wasn't someone who was like popular in school. Um, you know, I, the reason I got into this internet marketing stuff was because I didn't have a lot of friends. And when I was 12, my parents, um, I was fortunate enough, they bought me a really nice laptop. Mm. And so I had this laptop and this laptop kind of became my best friend the same way that a lot of kids are making, you know, their cell phone, uh, their best friend these days. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can totally so, agree. Yeah. Yeah. I was really, really shy, um, growing up. And it wasn't until I really started my glass blowing business that it forced me to be a little bit more extroverted because I had to start talking with, you know, all my customers, um, putting my glass art out there. And just with Instagram um, being on the rise at the same time that I started my glass blowing, it was, you know, encouraged to kind of start doing these videos of yourself. Um, and so I took that opportunity to just start stepping out of my comfort zone slowly. Um, you know, through Instagram stories and Instagram posts. And that's really what's helped me become a lot more extroverted and have uh, a stronger personality when I'm talking to people. That's so interesting because I, I never would have thought, because I was super shy when I was growing up too, so I totally relate. But when I see your stuff, it's like, oh, wow, it's amazing. So I asked so many questions. How did you even start a glass blowing business? Because I'm not in the field, so I'm just like, wow, that seems totally random so like how did you how did you start that and why uh, why TikTok after you uh found out about Instagram like why that just a lot yeah so it was pretty random um and to start off I want to explain that there's two different types of glass blowing there's soft glass which uses a giant furnace 
um, and usually involves multiple people working on a single piece. Mm -hmm. And that's mostly what I post to my TikTok. But actually, the type of glass blowing that I do is called borosilicate or lamp working. And it only requires one person at a time to make pieces. Um, and you're using a bench-mounted tabletop torch. So it's much smaller. Um, you have a torch that's always kind of melting the glass and going versus soft glass. When you want to melt the glass, you're sticking it into that big furnace. Um, so because I wasn't doing soft glass, I could just buy all the equipment. And that's, that's essentially what I did is I took a class, a one-day one-on-one class from a friend mm-hmm. and to, you know, to make sure that I would enjoy it at least. Um, I kind of fell in love with it from that first class. And so I kind of used everything I had saved up, um, bought all the equipment that I would needed and set it up in my garage and just started practicing every single day. Wow. That's amazing. When did you start this business? That was five years ago in 2014. So almost six years now. Oh, wow. So were you trying to smoke weed and trying to make a pipe or like how? Yeah, no, <laughs> that is how I got, that is how I actually found out about glass being so beautiful. Yeah, it's, it's fascinating, really. Um, so the whole glass industry growth has been tied to this uprise of marijuana in the United States. Mm. And the reason for that is people need stuff to smoke out of, right? Yeah. So you can smoke joints, you can smoke, um, you know, they, they used to do this really dirty thing called knife hits, if anyone's familiar with that, where you'd heat up two that knives and like... Yeah, you'd heat up two knives and, like, stick a piece of hash in between them and then, like, put a half-cut uh, Pepsi bottle over it to suck out the smoke. So, really good. It. <laughs> so, obviously, it had to evolve from that. And right. um, it, it's been a fascinating growth of the entire industry mm-hmm. um, that's really been facilitated both by marijuana and then also development of colors. And this is um, where I've learned a lot of things that have helped me in terms of TikTok and social media, Mm -hmm. because colors are incredibly important in our life. And we're affected by them in many, many ways that we don't, that we're not like really conscious of. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure if you've done any research into advertising, um, that you know there's certain colors, like red is the most well-known one that people Mm -hmm. like to use to grab attention. And so there used to be only four or five glass colors. It was like blue, amber, green, uh, clear. And what happened was one of these artists who started making a bunch of pipes was playing around with different things. And he accidentally grabbed a piece of silver and fumed it onto the glass. So if you don't know what fume is, when you stick gold or silver into the flame, it creates a vapor that sticks to the glass and actually makes it change color in a really cool, interesting way. And this created an entirely new category of of art pieces that could be made with this silver and gold fuming. Um, And from there, people saw all these cool colors they were getting with the fume and just wanted to experiment more and more with creating colors. And they found out, okay, if we take silver in a powder form and we start mixing it into the glass along with uh, uh, different oxides and chemicals, you can get this amazing range of colors. And as they developed more colors, people were able to make, you know, more and more beautiful pieces. And those pieces got more and more expensive. And um, that was happening for the past 15, 20 years. Mm -hmm. I didn't enter until, you know, five years ago in the industry. But when I entered, there were already all these great colors that I could play with um, and make make cool things out of. At the same time, there was this huge growing demand in like marijuana. 
for, you know, pipes. And especially, I don't know how many people are really familiar with, you know, deep into the marijuana industry, but there's something called dabs and concentrates. Um, mm -hmm. And so what, what dabs are or uh, concentrates, it's when you extract all the THC from the marijuana mm -hmm. and you just smoke that. <laughs> mm -hmm. So it's much more intense, um, much stronger high, and you have to use a different smoking device um, to smoke it. So you don't just put the, the flower in a pipe bowl and light it with a lighter. You actually have something that's called like a quartz nail and you heat that up with a torch and then you put your, um, your marijuana concentrate into it. So there was all of a sudden this entirely new product space um, and huge demand for it. So there were these uh, products called carb caps and dabbers. And these are just like little accessory tools for um, being able to consume the marijuana concentrate. And this created this huge market that I could, um, you know, sell glass into. And so my intentions were not to start a business actually at all. Uh, my intentions were to practice enough so that in five to 10 to 20 years, I could be a good enough artist to sell my work. Wow. What ended up happening though, is I jumped on Instagram mm -hmm. as a tool to kind of promote and grow my artist name. Um, and what happened was people started wanting to buy stuff right away. They went, how much is that? How much is that? And I was like, I don't really feel comfortable selling my work. I'm like a new artist. It's not good guys. It's not good. Mm -hmm. And they were like, no, it's yep. amazing. <laughs> yeah. They were like, it's amazing. What are you talking about? Let me give you $15. Mm -hmm. um, and so I was able to sell all the pieces that I made every wow. single day. I uh, was making between $500 and $1,000 a day off glass sales. Holy um, shit. That's amazing. Yeah, it was amazing. Um, I had no clue that there was a market for these pieces. Mm -hmm. um, and through that, I realized one of kind of the most important things I love to share with people, um, especially in business, because I think so much of us get caught into this mindset of, I know what my customers want. And the real honest to God truth is you do not, <laughs> um, you are not inside their head right. and our customers just have such a better idea about what they want than we ever possibly could that I learned to listen to them first and then, um, make judgments second. I love it. Wow. This, you're so smart. Holy shit. This interview is just running itself. I could just let you talk. And oh, thank you. Yeah. No. Okay. So let yeah, me, okay. let me go on yeah. to your next question, which was how did I get onto TikTok from yeah. there? Yeah. Um, cause it is kind of a long story. So I was doing great on Instagram, right? With, you know, making, making a really good, uh, really good living. Um, mm -hmm. but I was also working my butt off. So, you know, I was making 50 pieces a day. I was, oh you know, posting those pieces. I was packing and shipping those pieces. I was messaging everyone. So it was kind of crazy. Um, and I realized this is not like really a good sustainable business model, especially if I want to grow it. How do I grow it past me working all the time? <laughs> um, and so to do that, I started working with other artists. And when I did that, I was able to um, increase my sales, but also my profits started to drop because um, now I was having to pay them out wholesale, which was right. more than, you know, making it myself. Um, and it ended up where I had to do less time posting on Instagram and more time managing everything. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I started doing that, um, I could kind of see my engagement drop a little bit, mm -hmm. but I was still selling a lot of pieces. So it wasn't something I was really worried about. Right. Um, about a year after that is when I think Instagram really started to change its algorithm. And um, I'm sure everyone this year really noticed it, that the organic engagement just really dropped. Um, as they started to push their paid advertising. 
in addition to that, um, Instagram does have some AI software um, involved in it that helps it with like flagging posts and different things like that. Mm-hmm. And it recognized that my account was selling marijuana related items. And yeah. so all of a sudden, none of my posts yeah. were getting good reach. Um, whereas before it might have been, okay, like I posted a bong, that one only got, you know, a thousand views compared to 10,000 views on my other videos. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden it was like, okay, none of my videos are getting more than mm-hmm. 500 views. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was such a dramatic drop that I think we went from doing like $300,000 in one year to like 150000 Wow. That's yeah. Super dramatic. Yeah. Holy it shit. is. Yeah. 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 Um, and so I was like, okay, I, I tried out a bunch of different marketing things on Instagram um, that just weren't really working because no one was seeing my posts. If the, the platform isn't showing people your posts, it's just so much harder to get anyone's attention Holy or build yeah. a following. Yeah. yeah it's not even but, worth it at a, at a certain point if you're not seeing it. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so I'd heard Gary V, just like everyone else talking about TikTok. Um, and I decided to download it. I downloaded it. Didn't really get it at all um, because it is very different right when you're first using it compared to, you know, Facebook or Instagram where it's very clear to see, okay, you put your post here, here's the caption. Um, and I think also I experienced this, which a lot, I've noticed a lot of adults experiencing it with TikTok mm-hmm. is we don't like to learn new technology. Yeah. <laughs> um, we <laughs> yeah, we want to get it right away. Right away. If we don't get it right away, we get frustrated. This is something I realized was a huge flaw for adults yeah. in general. So and um, it kept me from using the app for about a month. Um, mm-hmm. I, you know, I tried it out. I didn't really get it. So I didn't post on it. A month later, I like came to the realization, look, you have to try something else because Instagram is not going to continue to work for you um, at the scale that you want it to. So try, try out TikTok again. Give it another look. Um, and when I did that, I kind of changed my strategy. So on Instagram, I'd been posting almost exclusively smoking items. Um, and then when I switched to TikTok, I knew that it had much stricter rules than Instagram in terms of what you could post because right. of its younger, younger demographic. Oh, right, right, yeah. Um, so I knew that you couldn't post, you know, smoking out of anything. Mm -hmm. I thought it would be okay if I posted a really fancy, like bong that didn't look like a bong, you know, it was like shaped like a dragon or something really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, but their, their AI was, is really good. And it recognized it within 30 minutes of me posting it to take it down. Uh, And this was when I had almost no followers. So it's not like someone saw it and was like, that's a bong. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, let me switch my strategy and only post soft glass, like art pieces, like vases and like crazy chandeliers and the actual, the actual motion of them making the glass. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I experimented with posting finished pieces with posting, you know, them actually making the pieces and about two weeks into kind of re returning to the app, I got a viral video hit. And wow. this video, yeah, this video is really fascinating because it wasn't just that the video started getting millions of views. It was also the comments. I started getting thousands of these comments that said, and I oop, and Visco girls have entered the chat. And I didn't know what it meant at okay. all. Okay. Um, and a lot of people who are probably listening to this have no idea what I'm talking about. Right. Can you but explain the 80-year-olds and the three-year-olds listening? Yeah, so there's, um, there's these subcultures on TikTok, mm-hmm. and they have, like, different names. So a Visco girl is a, a teenage girl who wears a lot of scrunchies. She has a hydro flask, 
she wants to save the turtles, um, is against plastic straws. It's like a very specific type of, of like person. Mm -hmm. um, but there's billions of views across videos with, you know, this hashtag. I think there's probably like 10 billion views across hashtag Visco and Visco Girl. Mm -hmm. um, so it's this huge thing that I'd never even heard of. I'd never heard these words. I'd never heard of it at all. And being 28, I kind of thought that I was hip and young. <laughs> I thought I, I was in with the culture. And seeing this made me realize, wow, there is so much going on right now that I am not even aware of or have any idea. I better start paying a lot more attention. Mm. So that's when I really started to research the app, started um, you know, consuming content for analysis purposes and trying to figure out what the hell was going on. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so that's how I got onto there. Um, my timing happened to be perfect when I got back onto the app. This was right at the beginning of October. And so it was, Hall it was Halloween season. Year. Huh? This year. Oh, yeah. wow. Then that's yeah. crazy fast. What the fuck? Okay, sorry, I let you go. Yeah, no, I've only been on the app that's for amazing. five months now. Holy so. fuck, okay. Yeah, so um, yeah. luckily with Halloween, um, which is, the biggest holiday in the entire world. It's bigger than Christmas in terms of how excited people get for it, especially the younger, younger people. Yeah. Um, it's, it's an, it's a holiday completely geared to them, right? Dress up and be whoever you want to be. And then yeah. lots of candy. candy. Yeah. And candy. <laughs> um, which if you are an adult and you didn't know, candy is probably like one of the biggest things on a child's mind at all times. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. so I started posting these pumpkin videos cause glass blowers, classically make these beautiful pumpkins these glass pumpkins mm -hmm. and um these these pumpkin videos went super viral they started getting you know 20 30 40 million views um and that's what really kind of blew up the account um you know gained me uh like 600,000 followers in the month of october wow. um and since then it's just been kind of you know to the races yeah hell yeah oh my god i thought you at least took like a, a year or so but that's amazing growth 1.5 million as of now and i'm sure it's going to grow more that's amazing so thank you so much for sharing that that's so insightful just to hear um and like how would you explain tiktok to people who don't know what it is like how is it actually different from the other platforms yeah so the for someone who's never seen it before or used it the best way to describe it is like youtube but instead of the videos being long they're very very short and they're full screen vertical instead of full screen horizontal. So those are, that's kind of like what it is. It's a video watching app. You go on it to watch videos, but it's very different because of how short they are. Um, so it's, you're not watching a movie. You're not watching an episode. You're watching the, the punchline. You're watching that's the climax seconds, moment. Yeah, or something. Maybe shorter. Is it 10 seconds? I don't even yeah, know. So you can, the, you can go as short, I think as two seconds would be like the minimum. Um, most of my videos tend to be between uh, eight and 15 seconds. You can go as long as 60 seconds, mm -hmm. um, but that's the longest you can go. You cannot do longer than a 60 second video. And most of them are within the 10 to 15 second range. Right, but I think it's so much fun. I feel like I'm trying to describe how it is. I feel like it's a little bit like Snapchat, but it's more musical, I guess. It's like, it's uh, how would I explain it? It's, yeah, it's so funny. it's funny. Yeah, well, how would you say it? Yeah, it's um, it's definitely a creative tool more than I would say it is a social app. So people yeah. go on it yes. to create more than they're going on to connect. Um, even though inherently creation creates connection, 
So I think when we create, we are inherently connecting with each other on a deeper level than we are when we're just like talking or really doing anything else. That's very interesting. It's very deep. I need to think about this more. This is, this is very interesting. Um, so like, yeah, I think, oh, yeah. go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. You go. Oh, I was just gonna say, I think TikTok's really fascinating because it's not, it's not just a new social media app. It's kind of the pinnacle of the social revolution that's happening right now in the world what what do you think about that i'm so i'm so what is what does that mean so at least from my perspective Mm -hmm. i see the whole world changing in terms of everyone cares more about everyone now um yes the world is more maybe polarized but if you look at how many people contribute and the amount of money contributed to charities compared to um, you know, really has it years, a lot. There's so many uh, GoFundMe stuff. Has it really changed that people are giving more? Yes. So that that oh. GoFundMe stuff and everything has added like billions and billions of dollars of contribution to like good causes that otherwise, right? Like before social media, I think um, a lot of people had their Christmas donations in their church that they would give to. Mm-hmm. They didn't get randomly, you know, they didn't randomly see a new cause and donate to it. Um, and I think people are much more interested in helping out anyone these days without having to have an affiliation or tie to them specifically. Wow. This is very deep. This is making me think a little bit. That's what I love about TikTok is honestly, it's caused me to think in really new and interesting ways that I wouldn't have like thought to think of otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. This is deep stuff. I might, I'm going to, I'm going to think about this even after this. So I, and I appreciate that. So like, um, and now you work with business owners on their TikTok. So like, what advice would you have for business owners who are like, maybe scared that like, they don't know what this is. They feel like only like little teenagers use it. Like, what would you say to business owners who are considering TikTok, but unsure? I would say that they need to be brave. <laughs> um, I think that business is changing at an ever increasing rate. And for a lot of people who've had maybe a business for 10 to 30 years, um, they haven't had to do a lot of changes within that business because technology was not changing as quickly as it is now. Yes. But as technology is changing much more quickly than it has in the past decades, mm-hmm. as a business, you're going to have to change and adopt some of those changes. Otherwise, you're going to get you know crushed by your competitors um, or just not even paid attention to. No one's going to know who you yeah, are. Exactly. Yeah. So like... Do you feel like it's more suited towards visual businesses or do you like service businesses can also benefit? Cause like, I know this guy who does Bitcoin and he has an amazing channel. Um, on TV. Yeah. Like, do you feel yeah, like so, the way you do it or like, yeah, what are your thoughts? I think so. I think that any business that has a visual component has an inherent advantage in video um, mm-hmm. because of that. So for example, glass blowing, um, yeah. the glass glows, like beat that visually. <laughs> um, it, you know, something that glows or like something that has really bright colors. So I have another channel I'm managing. That's a food channel. Um, it's joy of food. And that one has, uh, almost 300,000 followers for two wow. reasons. One is people love food and especially younger kids. Like, I don't know if you remember, but I can remember back to when I lived at my mom's house and she didn't buy anything I liked. I was hungry all the time. And like food was on my mind all the time as a kid because I never got to pick what I wanted to eat. I had to eat what was available. Right. Um, so that's an inherent advantage. Anything that someone's going to be thinking about a proportionate amount of the time, then 
you have an advantage. Um, but then also like food has crazy colors. So again, yeah. I have this, uh, this very strong color theory that colors are one of the most important factors in both video advertising and just like em emotional response from your customer. You should write um, a book about this. Do you already have a book? I, will I don't, I don't yet. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> I like... definitely, I definitely want to um, write a couple different books because I've, I've got some really interesting insights and, and most of them are based off experience too. I'm not just kind of coming up with these ideas um, randomly. They're more or less based off, you know, oh, I've seen this in five or six examples based off all the, you know, accounts that I look at um, and I can see a pattern here. Um, and then usually I like to test out the, the theory or pattern to at least have some type of confirmation of results. I love it. You're like a scientist and like a philosopher. Yes. Yeah. That. So my mom and dad are both PhD scientists. Oh, so no. It runs in my blood. Like, damn, this girl's a genius. <laughs> I love it. So um, like wh what kind of clients do you work with right now? Like what kind of businesses do you help consult and people who ask you for help? What kind of questions like do they ask you? Yeah. So right now I'm really trying to help out everyone who's even remotely interested in TikTok. Um, so anyone on LinkedIn, who's a business owner, um, anyone who's on, yeah. oh, anyone who's on uh, TikTok, who's a kid and interested in growing, like anyone who's interested, I'm, I'm looking to help them out with free information in terms of, um, like consultation and coaching mm -hmm. for businesses. I took on, um, two, two companies that I'm managing their accounts for. Um, so I'm not really consulting with them. I'm just managing. That would be B roll, which is a, a B foundation looking to raise money to help, uh, donate B boxes all over the world. B boxes. Sorry. I'm, I don't know what, what is it? Oh, like bees, like, um, like honeybees. Oh, like, uh, oh, oh, okay. I didn't know that. So a, a bee box is like a, a man-made hive for them. So you, oh. like you, uh, you can populate the bee box and then they grow a, a colony there. So it's a way to increase the bee population. Man, you're into all these cool stuff I never knew even existed. That's awesome. I yeah, that. I mean, I didn't know much about that either. They actually, they found me through LinkedIn um, and approached me because they wanted to do stuff with TikTok. So, you know, I think every business um, has the potential and opportunity to use the platform to their advantage, especially because right now there's very little competition in terms yeah, of totally. business. There's very few businesses on the platform. Yeah, I love that. I love it. You're in the forefront. So like, I feel like probably the only one TikTok consult. I mean, there's probably other ones, but they're probably Chinese. Um, but, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it started from China, yeah. right? And then, yeah. okay, speaking of that, isn't TikTok just a ploy for Chinese spies to take over American phones? So the better question is, <laughs> aren't all the apps ploys to take yeah. over? Our <laughs> what makes the Chinese one so special? So, I, so yes, I mean, if you, I think that there's a, a trade that we're all making in terms of privacy for convenience. Um, I think we're quite aware of it. I don't think anyone's truly upset about it. Um, I think that we, you know, on a whole trust um, people who are supposed to protect our freedoms and, you know, privileges to be doing their job. Um, mm -hmm. I, I personally, what can I do? Even if that is, yeah, true, yeah like, even I if it zero, is, I have zero control or do power over that. <laughs> like so? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and for anyone who is worried about that, yeah. I would say like, maybe you shouldn't have a cell phone because <laughs> it is listening to you. <laughs> oh, well. 
okay well anyways i found you hilarious so like who do you find funny besides yourself and obviously myself if it's even <laughs> who's yeah funny <clears throat> so i watch a lot of comedians on like netflix um mm-hmm. i just i just watched a uh, ronnie chang uh stand up that oh, he did what is he funny oh is yeah he's hilarious yeah. um so i I honestly, I found that I really, I really like, um, like international or, um, ethnically diverse comedians, um, because they have such a great viewpoint on like America, you know, they like have this outside view of it that like we can all relate to, I think. Um, and I, I find that, that banter really funny. <laughs> yeah, it is. That's awesome. I need to, I need to watch it. I'm like, shoot. I, I yeah, it's a new one. It just came out on Netflix. So check it out, everyone. <laughs> Awesome, sweet thing. So, um, like, what advice do you have for, like, beginning business owners who are like, I don't know how to make a short video that's entertaining. Like, I don't know how to do any of this stuff. Like, what would you advise them? Yeah, I would, I would say start really simple. Um, video can be really complicated, right? There's, like, a lot of different things going on just in terms of visual, in terms of what you're saying, in terms of audio. Um, there's, like, so many choices about what you could do. Mm-hmm. I think the easiest way for someone who doesn't know where to start is pick something in your life um, that either has, again, that visual component. Mm-hmm. So um, that could be like the clothes you wear if you have, you know, brightly colored clothes. Um, you could do a video of you going from boring clothes into, you know, brightly colored clothes. Or you could do just different videos around, pick one, one thing and do videos around that. That way you can learn what people like, what people don't like, and then apply them to new videos. Mm, I love that. So, um, piggybacking off of, like, what do you think makes a successful TikTok account versus an unsuccessful one? Like, what are some of the metrics that you measure? Is it just purely views or subscribers or something else? So, no, I definitely would say, um, you know, comment engagement is one of the, the things I think is the most mm-hmm. important mm-hmm. Um, because people commenting on your post is a huge sign that, that you're influencing them already. Um, even if, if you didn't negative? ask them. What if it's negative comments? Hmm, that's a good question. I don't, <laughs> that didn't come to okay. my mind because almost all my positives are comments. Positive. Okay. Yeah, actually, course, yeah, you know, I, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that is fostered a bit through my content and how I create it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people have some type of negative energy within their video already. And, mm-hmm. and energy absolutely is a magnet. So if you have any type of bad energy in your video, you're going to attract people who also have bad energy and they're going to want to comment. Um, but what you, here's how I've learned how to deal with negative comments is if you can respond in a loving, positive way, not only do you have probably a 50, 50 chance of changing that person's mind slash how they felt. Um, but also a lot of other people are going to see that and support you for how you dealt with it. Mm, man you're such a better person than I am <laughs> so petty and terrible but that's another but like so can you you talk a little bit about like uh TikTok algorithm but like can you expand on that a little bit more because I was watching your other interview and you're like yeah they monitor the millisecond I'm like holy shit like what like, <laughs> can you tell us like what their AI is like and then like what they want from the creators yeah so the TikTok AI is unlike any other AI that social media apps have, in which I be- and again, these are my um, guesses based on my using the app. I do not work for TikTok or have any, um, you know, insider information to back this up. 
But I believe that their AI is much more advanced and much smarter than other social apps. And what I mean by that is instead of um, looking at all the pictures, all the data, all the comments as they're coming in um, Mm -hmm. and then rating them out, I believe that it's looking at everything simultaneously. So Mm -hmm. when you're posting a new video, um, it's comparing the metrics and the data that it has on that new video against every other video that exists in the app. And some evidence I've seen of this is there are videos that are still popping up on people's For You pages that are a year old, which is basically how old the app is. Hmm. Um, And they're still gaining significant views and traction Mm -hmm. because they are above the, you know, criteria compared to everything else that's coming in. Like it's still the best video for the algorithm to show to people. And it doesn't care about when it was posted. So I get that question a lot. People, is there a best time to post on TikTok? Um, Personally, I don't think so because it doesn't work based off when you post. It only works based off who's on the app, what they want to watch, and what the AI has available to give them. Wow. That's so fascinating. Yeah. So like one theory I have, and again, I don't don't have any way to know if this is true, but I would imagine if I was creating an AI and it was this smart and learning that it would be able to figure this out. Mm -hmm. But the mood of the entire world changes and shifts, not just um, on a hourly basis, certainly on seasonal basis, right? Like when um, Christmas happens, I would imagine on a whole, the world is in a happier place or feeling a bit better than, uh, you know, after like a natural disaster in the world happens, right? There's going to be more bad mood. And I think that the app um, is smart enough to sense that, to sense people's moods based off, right? There's a lot of ways that um, technology can do that these days. One is um, through your comments, right? It can tell Mm -hmm. how you feel very generally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What words you're using. Um, and then if it does happen to have that facial recognition AI, I don't know that it does, but if it does, then what that AI software is already able to do is detect your micro expressions and understand even better than you are how you feel. Um, wow. Yeah. And I, I've actually talked to other people who work with that exact type of AI on other different types of applications. Um, so I know it 100% already exists and is being used on other apps. Um, I would imagine that on some level, it's either already integrated into TikTok or will be at some point. Um, so you have to imagine, like, a video you post now is going to want to be watched uh, differently during different times of the day or the year. So, you know, for example, a star if you post a Star Wars video, Um, and no Star Wars movie has come out for a while, it's probably not going to do necessarily super well, um, you know, outside of Star Wars fans. But when the next Star Wars movie comes out, that Mm -hmm. same video, even if it was posted months earlier, should get a significant more, or significant increase in views. Because the content's already there, the AI doesn't care when it was posted, it just cares what people want to watch. That's so fascinating. I think you're probably one of the most forward thinking and smartest guests I've had on this podcast because I'm thinking so much now. Wow. Oh, you just blew my mind. Thank you. Holy shit. This, this is a lot to think about. Um, yeah, no, it, it yeah. really is because oh I think the world, like what TikTok has really opened my eyes to is that the world is changing much faster than most of us are aware. Yeah. Um, And even just through being on LinkedIn the past couple months, I can definitely see that. Like I see all these articles popping up 
about businesses and technologies that I, I never knew about. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. So, wow. Okay. So, like, what are some of the mistakes that you see people make on TikTok, if there's any? Because it's so new. So now I'm like... Oh, yeah, definitely. So, one is not writing a good caption or any caption. So, I see some people, they'll post a video and just put hashtags in the caption. And mm-hmm. I firmly believe you have to have a caption that engages your audience or delivers information. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason for that is, again, I think a satisfaction factor. Um, so satisfaction is something that is um, integral to the app. So one of the biggest categories on the app in terms of videos, most people think it's dancing. Um, Much bigger than that is actually a category called oddly satisfying. And it encompasses um, ASMR, which if you don't know what that is, it's like, yeah, it's people listening to, you know, noises or like watching things that visually give you this like pleasure. and so my, my glass blowing falls into that category technically, right? It's very like yeah, satisfying yeah, to watch. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then if you think about it, okay, a 10, 15 second video, satisfaction is going to play a much higher degree versus like a three to 10 minute video. You're not looking to be immediately satisfied. Um, you're probably more looking for information or a longer term entertainment value. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's really important to understand because there's a lot of different ways to implement that into any type of video or any category. Like you don't have to, you know, be cutting sand or like scraping soap or like there's, there's some weird stuff that people do. Um, but you can incorporate satisfaction on a whole, not even just visually into your videos on a lot of different levels. So an example of that, that I've found incredibly effective with my videos is if I time, um, like a beat drop, like when, you know, the music changes or like the beat hits really hard mm-hmm. with like um, an, an action movement. So for me, that's them cutting the glass, like when they use the scissors to make a cut. If I can have the music like drop right then to people, that's just like so satisfying mm-hmm. that they love it. Um, but if I don't have a caption there, they're not going to comment on my video. True. They're just going to heart it. And there's a much different level of um, both connection and, again, influence when I'm getting them to comment. Um, when you comment something, you typically remember that video at a much higher level than when you heart a video. Yeah, like that I, I heart so many videos that I, mm-hmm. I can't recall that I even watched them. Mm-hmm. Right. But when I comment on something, I've got a much higher level of memory of that video existing. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important for, for um businesses to use captions to generate comments, not just for the engagement, but also there's tons of information you can get from your customers. Um, Aside from, you know, generating sales, I think TikTok is an amazing tool to understand your customers. So true. Oh my God. This is awesome. So like, who do you follow? Like, who are your influencers on TikTok? Yeah, I follow a lot of people. Um, I, I do spend quite a bit of time consuming probably like 30 minutes to an hour a day, Mm -hmm. just kind of looking through other people's stuff. Um, And that's for two reasons. One, I believe the more data you can kind of put into your head, the better you're able to make connections. Um, So, you know, if you think about a puzzle and you're trying to guess the uh, picture of the puzzle without the box, um, the more pieces you have already, you know, filled in, the easier it is to guess what the picture is. So, the more, the more videos you can watch on TikTok, the better idea of like what it is or how to use it you're going to have. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, so, who are your favorites? Like, yeah, mm, favorites. Ah, uh, I honestly, I'll be a hundred percent honest. I'm not You're a huge fan. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of most <laughs> on the app. Um, because I'm I'm in that same category as a lot of people. Like, I'm not a huge fan of like watching other people dance or sing. Um, I do like I am impressed and I do enjoy watching someone do like a well performed dance routine. Um, but it's not something I'm actively going to seek out to watch myself. Um, there is this one guy, his name's Robbie and Penny. That's his, uh, TikTok name. And he's probably my favorite creator because he does these videos with his pit bull, um, where he'll have the, the camera on the pit bull and off camera, he must be doing something with his hand to where the, he gets the dog to move its mouth. (laughs) Um, And every time he gets the dog to move his mouth, he speaks in the dog's voice. And so he has a conversation <laughs> with himself in every video, <laughs> um, oh but it's with the dog. <laughs> oh, man. I need to invest in an animal to make me go viral. But oh, yeah, that's the, that's the real <laughs> secret. <laughs> yeah, get animals. But uh, I do have two cats in the house, but they're, you know, they're cats. They don't care about anything. Um, but, you say okay. that, though, but cats can... See, I feel like everyone has all these amazing things in their life and about themselves, and we're all taught by society to completely discount how amazing those things are. Like, that's all society is ever trying to do is say, you're not special as you think you are. You're not good enough. You're not, 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 no, no, no. And what I've been doing kind of the past 10 years, but certainly more heavily this past year is trying Mm -hmm. to untrain my brain Mm -hmm. from this no mentality. Mm -hmm. Um, And really guess what cats are probably one of the biggest categories of content out there and i'm sure your cats do do evil things all the time because that's what cats (laughs) do and if you film your cat doing any evil thing like that will go viral (laughs) you're right i saw saw a video of a guy he was pretending to be again he he had like cat ears on yeah um, and he filmed himself on one side of the table and then he'd switch camera to the other side with the ears on and pretend to be the cat. And on one side he went, hey, that's my cup. And the cat goes, you know, starts like bringing the cup closer and closer to the edge. Mm-hmm, and on yeah. the other side he's, yeah. no, no, please, that's my cup. Please don't break my cup. Please stop, yeah. don't break my cup. And the cat's just, you know, he's just staring at him and breaking the cup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, yeah, you're right. What am I doing? I'm discounting the biggest gold mine on the internet. And just saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Okay. So, so that's, you know, my biggest <laughs> advice to all business owners is you're probably a lot more interesting than you think you are. Mm-hmm. And if you just start sharing all these little bits, and again, it's great because 10 seconds, you can't even think to put that much in 10 seconds. So just pick something really short. I think you're start right. Start putting it out there and you'll learn what people respond to and what they don't respond to. That's awesome. I love that philosophy. So like, what is it like working with you? Like, can you share with us, like, just walk through, like, how would it be? Because I know there's some business owners, they want to do TikTok, but they're kind of like, I just want somebody else to do it for me. Can you just tell us what's it like working with you? Yeah. So for people who I'm managing their accounts, um, the way I typically do it is I'll set up like a big discovery meeting where I kind of ask you all the questions about your business, um, you know, kind of understand why you're interested in TikTok, why you want to use it. Um, come up with a game plan that makes sense to both of us. And then um, I work on a daily basis. So, you know, people ask me, like, how many times a week do you post? Um, I typically work on a daily basis. So I'm not saying, like, this many times across the week. I'm saying every single day, these are the things that I'm doing. 
And the reason I do that is because I found that consistency is one of the biggest factors with these social media platforms, Mm -hmm. especially as they start to favor um, creators over viewers. So Mm -hmm. this is one big thing that is different about TikTok than let's say Facebook or Instagram is that the AI values the creators more than it does the consumers. And the reason behind that is that the AI and the entire company understand that viewers go to where the best content is. Yes. It's not, it's not the, like people don't create the best content because they have the best viewers. It's wherever the best content is, that's where the viewers go. Yes. And so that's why the app is, if you think about that, the app must be designed to help creators, one, develop better videos and understand who their followers are and how to make them happy. And two, it's going to constantly uh, be thinking of ways and creating ways to better its content. So mm-hmm. I, you can already see that with its filters. Um, the amount of filters that TikTok has is insane. And they're coming out with new ones like every week. <laughs> um, and I think that's huge. I think AR is something that a lot of people aren't talking about yet, but mm-hmm. um, it's something you're starting to see on a lot of different apps. Um, there's even just, you know, completely AR apps where you can take videos with, you know, all sorts of like dinosaurs and Santa Claus and different things like that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm really fascinated by it all. This is amazing. I, you have to come up with a course eventually if you haven't already, uh, because you just, I'm just learning so much from this. I really appreciate it. And I hope, I know that you have way more too, you know, so it's like, I'm, I'm excited. So, um, yeah, yeah. any other advice to share with our viewers that you didn't get a chance to talk about before we drop your links? Um, I would say just like, just start. That's the hardest thing, right? Yeah, just start, so make a yeah, couple of videos. Um, for me, I really focused on consistency first over video quality because once you build a habit of posting, then you can let your brain focus on the quality. Yeah. But if you don't this have the habit, mm-hmm. if you don't have the habit built, which everyone who's starting out on TikTok, you don't have the habit of posting on TikTok yet. That's it's like learning a new habit of brushing your teeth or anything else. Right. It's something you have to do every single day, or it won't become a habit. So true. I love it. So wow, I learned so much from this. You're such a genius. Like wow, you just blew my mind. I'm gonna start. I have an account, but I didn't create anything. So uh, I'm totally going to start doing stuff. So thank you so much for this. And like, how can we find you? What's, what are your account names? How can we stalk you? Yeah. So I'm world of glass on TikTok. Um, also Mayan Gordon on LinkedIn and I'm monkey boy art on Instagram. Okay. Why are you monkey boy art? Cause that was confusing. <laughs> Yeah, so that's because when we, it, me and my husband run the company together, and when we came oh, up with the name, mm-hmm. we needed to pick a name, mm-hmm. and we wanted it to be something that was kind of kid-friendly, um, and that would have, like, a lot of resonance, and he happened to be called Monkey Boy when he was a kid, and I was like, that's a really good name for, like, a glass artist. And uh-huh. this was before we had gotten into glass blowing. And before we did that, the idea was that he would be a glass artist and I would still do all the like social media work. Um, mm-hmm. cause that's why I've always been really good at. Uh-huh. But what happened was when we started glass blowing, we realized I am like three or four times faster at making pieces than he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's from, I, I played basketball as a kid growing up, um, and like guitar and piano. So I have like a lot of finger dexterity. 
which mm -hmm. in glass blowing is really important. So I picked it up really quickly and it just made more sense for me to make all the pieces because <laughs> mm -hmm. I made them faster. I see. That's awesome. So, wow. Thank you so much for this amazing interview. I'm going to put it out as fast as possible uh, because you're like forefront on the frontier with this. And I learned so much. And I know our listeners will learn so much from it. Um, so thank again, you. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much. And uh, hope to have you on future episodes to come. Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to.